Ken Hirsch is a fascinating guy, probably close to a Renaissance man. I mean, you know him as the president, the CEO of the George W. Bush Presidential Center. You probably also remember he was the co-founder and former CEO of NGP Energy Capital Management. He's on various boards. He's done a lot of good work. And getting ready to take on another hat as distinguished executive in residence for the program at the Edwin L. Cox School of Business at SMU. It's good to have you with us. Thank you for having me again. I, you're going to run out of heads if you keep putting on hats like this. Well, I wouldn't know what to do if I was sitting still. So, and you're also a distinguished author. We should talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about the Distinguished Executive in Residence Program. So you're already on the campus at, at the Bush Center. So you walk a couple of blocks over to the Edwin L. Cox School of Business. What's the role, as you envision, of the, the Executive in Residence there? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I was approached by uh, by Dean Myers uh, at the Cox School about about this about a year ago, and uh, a I was very flattered and honored uh, to be to be thought of in that capacity, um, and and b it's really an opportunity for Cox to um, to allow their students to have some exposure to uh, to non faculty. Um, who have uh, a different background or a different different set of of experiences, um, and to uh, to have a little bit of access there. And from my perspective, it's a chance for me to um, draw the uh, intersections between the Bush Center and SMU um, uh, more closely together. Uh, another another synergy between the two institutions here on the same campus, obviously, uh, but also uh, a chance for me to. To give back, I love I love the energy of young people um, and people who are getting started in their in their careers. Uh, if I can be a resource for them and help, uh, then that's great. Uh, it's a light lift, as you said. It's only two blocks away. <laughs> it's also it is a remarkable synergy because I have some experience at the Cox School, and and I will tell you the the sponsorship in particular from regional CEOs and the involvement has been exemplary. I mean, it's not, you know, odd to wander through there and see the CEO of Texas Instruments or AT&T making a speech. But then you go a couple of blocks, and the Bush Center has has attracted a list of speakers, the likes of which I never really thought about for a presidential library. Well, I think that that's, you know, that's one of the great things that we're able to do is that we uh, have incredible convening power uh, and you know, my goal is with our audiences to deliver something that they can quote only get at the Bush Center. Um, and if we're not able to do to provide that kind of access, then who would? And so we need to have a high bar as to as to um, the kind of events or the kinds of resources that we can provide um, to this community, uh, both physically and uh, and online. Um, and I think you're right. I think that the Cox School has done an incredible job of reaching out into the community, of getting people on campus, of getting their students to have exposure uh, to people with a wide variety of background and experiences. And um, now with the Spears Institute for Entrepreneurship, it's another, uh, it's just yet another uh, avenue. And so it, the school's got a lot of momentum, and I'm just happy to jump on board. You know, you're. This is probably a good opportunity to talk about your new book because it has a fascinating title, "The Fastest Tortoise," which certainly gets your attention. But then, after the colon, winning in industries I knew nothing about, and that's the key. I think that's the best argument I've ever heard for going to business school. 
is so that you have some sort of portable skills because the dynamics change all the time. That's true. Uh, you know, I, I started to write the book as a, as somewhat of a memoir and it sort of morphed into a, uh, a guide for generalists everywhere. Um, because I did, I, I was, I made a nice living in the oil and gas industry and yet I'm not a petroleum engineer. I'm not a geologist. I'm not a geophysicist. And so it caused me to a be a good listener and learner about an industry and B to focus on, on what I thought were the true drivers. And that is find the people who are making things happen and finding the great geologists and geophysicists and petroleum engineers became my job, not being one. And as an investor, um, you know, I, I had the, the luxury and the good fortune of, of being trained up by the late Richard Rainwater, um, who was very uh, cognizant that as an investor, our job is to be a great financial partner to great entrepreneurs and operators and to find great people, align your interests, and then get out of their way. And once we discovered that uh, in the oil and gas industry, um, our business really took off. So that that was really one of the great lessons for me in the um, to, to convey in the book was that you don't have to have um, specific knowledge about every little thing um, to to find your way around. And if you focus on on finding great people, if you focus on getting alignment, um, if you focus on bigger opportunities, uh, then uh, more often than not, uh, if you if you stay hardworking and honest and intellectually honest, then good things will happen. Well, it sounds like learning how to learn may be the key. Yeah, I think so. And and I and I'll come back to being intellectually honest. Um, it's it's okay to say, you know what? I used to really love this idea, but I'm falling out of love with it now. I've 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 learned some facts now that that are changing my opinion. And too often or not, people get dug in um, on ideas, and then they start discounting um, information that might contradict their hypothesis. And and that's how you can get into trouble. So what what I've found is that it's really important to be intellectually honest in just about everything that you do. Uh, the people around you appreciate it um, because they're able to persuade you and you have an open mind to be persuaded. And and I think if you create a culture of that, then you have a really, really good flow of information, of good honesty, um, you know, a really, a really great culture. And I think uh, that's really one of the most important things. The old expression is that, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Um, and and I believe that. And and I tried to I've tried to do it at the Bush Center. I did it before. And and uh, if I can convey those messages and lessons, then, you know, I think everybody would be better off. Hopefully. Well, I, I look at the lineup for Bush Center. It is very, very eclectic. And that's great. But I also look across the street at the business school. And the challenges for business for business education going forward are, you know, are continuing. Artificial intelligence comes to mind. I mean, that's going to be a tremendous tool uh, to help people jump ahead. But also, it's going to replace a lot of people, just like you know, Google replaced a whole lot of attorneys. Well, the, you know, new technologies always always presents both opportunities and risks, and I think that's where. Um, you know, a, a, a good head on your shoulders uh, is worth everything. Um, because I think that that uh, while there may be more uh, challenges ahead, um, you know, whenever there was a uh, a doom a, a, a doomsday scenario presented uh, by a new technology, and it hasn't really panned out that way. You know, ATMs were supposed to put banks out of business. Um, you know, and the computers were supposed to put printers out of business, and now we're printing more than we ever had. I I, I just I just believe that we don't know what we don't know. 
And there's nothing more uh, impressive than human ingenuity, um, but it's also it can also be treacherous. So I think from a from a business education and just from a leadership standpoint, the most important thing is to is to view these things as tools. Um, they are tools, and they are they are not to replace judgment. Um, and in many cases, um, it it will put a higher premium on judgment um, because the the uh, those that are able to harness this power. Uh, and move forward in a in a constructive manner. I think are going to succeed. Those who view it as a crutch uh, are not. Um, and so, you know, if if uh, if it helps your business, that's great. But I don't think it it's going to supplant it. The 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 challenge here, it really seems intriguing taking over because you're going to be the, the first of what will presumably be a series of distinguished executives and residents. And as I read here, you're going to have three to four student engagements per academic year. You may collaborate on some things. You really get to define this role. Yeah, I, you know, I am the first. Um, so that that gives me a little bit of freedom. Uh, to, but uh, but most importantly, it's to be a resource. And uh, I've, uh, I'll be in a classroom, uh, I think, next week. I'll be in another one the one month after that. Um, I'm doing a lecture in January. I did a I did a talk with Lori Logan, uh, the president of the Dallas Fed, uh, last week. And so the ability to to just uh, be around for people who uh, will find uh, find things for me to do is is really the goal. I I am not teaching a specific class, but yet um, the McGuire Energy Institute has overlap with my with my uh, lane of expertise. Um, the uh, the program on alternative investing uh, at obviously has overlap um plus they're uh they have an incredible cross-section of leadership uh curriculum and uh i'll be able to plug in uh where where those people find me to be most helpful well here's hoping you have a few minutes to write another book because um it's a good read the fastest tortoise too and we look forward to seeing uh seeing what you do with your your uh, executive in residence at, at cox school we appreciate the time well, thank you. The more that I can get the Bush Center and SMU integrated, the better. Uh, two great institutions here in town. Maybe a covered walkway would work. That's what. <laughs> Ken, I'll turn it for that one. Ken Hirsch, our guest today. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.